Airbnb and other short-term rentals in British Columbia May 1st of this year. That's when these new rules are going to kick in. That is getting closer and closer. And the rules are the B.C. government here now, under these new rules, British Columbians would legally only be able to rent out a primary residence on Airbnb or another short-term rental platform and one more additional, a secondary suite in the home. And that's it. So for people who own an investment property and rent it out exclusively as an Airbnb, that'd be done the government moving to outlaw that. Now, why is the government doing that? Well, they say they want to free up these homes for people who actually live here permanently. Long-term rentals. Right? We got a housing crisis here. We got a, a housing shortage. The government trying to free up these Airbnb units for people who live here to actually live in long-term permanently. Now, there is a backlash. Right? There's a growing backlash against this. I've talked to a number of local mayors from around B.C. saying, look, this is not working for our community here. We need some of these short-term rentals here, maybe for tourism. How about people who bought into a purpose-built short-term rental building and were told, look, you are allowed to do this. You're not breaking any rules. Go ahead, buy a suite in this building, operate it like a hotel room effectively. This is all kosher. You're allowed to do it. And then the government comes along and, and pulls the rug out from under them. I got a Ryan Rogers standing by to discuss, but have a listen to Wendy Keeping here on a, on a previous show. Now, she is an Airbnb host in Victoria. She bought one of these units in, an, in a purpose-built Airbnb building in Victoria. And now the government's changed the rules on her. She's not happy. Have a listen. I legally bought into this. The city said, yes, Wendy, you can have a legal right to do short-term rental. And now they're saying, no, you can't do that anymore. Sorry. Well, now I can't afford to have that place anymore. Yeah. Yeah. She's not happy. And a lot of people are in similar situations. The government now starting to drop some indications here that they just might loosen up a little bit on these rules. Let's discuss now with my guest, Orion Rogers. Orion is with Property Rights BC Association, and he's a longtime uh, short-term rental operator. Uh, Orion, thanks for coming on today. Hey, thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. Thank you for doing this. So you've been in this in this business a long time. You've been running uh, short-term rentals yourself for a long time, right? Tell me about that. I have, yeah. I've been operating short-term rentals in Victoria uh, since 2014. Uh, my wife and I uh, built a, a short-term rental management business where we manage for 28 uh, individual property owners. Um, and, you know, all business licenses, lawfully operating, uh, zoned in buildings that allow it. Um, yeah. So I can feel for Wendy. Um, it's a tough, tough situation here. Yeah, for sure. What do you think about what the government's doing here? I think I think any industry needs regulation. So I do think that they were moving in the right direction to get on board, you know, using City of Victoria as an example, which has a very robust licensing and bylaw system. You know, they were bringing in regulations that were needed in other communities. I think they went a little too far um, and really, really uh, hindered and took away people's property rights. And there's a section, it's section 36, which essentially removes a grandfathering clause and amends the Local Government Act. And what that does is these people that were lawfully operating, holding business licenses, are now no longer able to continue to operate. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of people are freaking out about that, right? If they've put a, a, put a bunch of money into one of these units, and some people I've heard are having trouble selling them, right? The government's trying to change the rules on them now. 
the clock ticking to the deadline, some people trying to sell these places. Have you heard about that, like people having trouble selling them? The market is a slow market. I mean, people yeah. are not jumping up to get it. These are not cheap places. They're not, they don't define affordable. Um, they're in the downtown core of a, of a city, most cities. And if we look at any city around the world, the downtown core is you know, usually the most expensive real estate. And so to group the term affordable into that type of real estate, uh, it, it, there's a bit of a disconnect there, in my opinion. Um, one of the things to consider, too, is, you know, it's not just the homeowners that are affected here uh, or property owners. It's everyone who travels in B.C., right? Everyone that's going to planning a trip that wants to go to, you know, having a wedding or a multi-generational get together or reunion, they're forced now to stay in, in a, in a hotel, um, which we've seen prices are starting to rise dramatically on them. Yeah, that's interesting. Here's an example of, of what we're talking about here. So this is a, a condo owner in Victoria, Zoltan Zoges, who bought a place. He rents it out on Airbnb, uh, the government telling him, we're changing the rules on you now. You're not allowed to do this anymore. And he says he's trying to, he's trying to sell the place and he couldn't find a buyer. Have a listen to this. They've all walked away. Every single person who was looking at our unit was looking at it for short-term investment. So we've dropped our price by $50,000. I just don't support taking people's land rights away from them when there's direct financial consequences for it. Yeah, on that last point that he made there, Ryan, for your thoughts, he touched on this briefly here about property rights, and that's right in the name of your organization here, Property Rights Association. What, what would you say about that, like the ability of people to buy a property and just have the, the, the freedom in a, in, a free, in a free market, free economy here to, to run it like this, and then changing the rules on people? What do you think of that? Well, that's exactly it. I mean, these people bought into these properties under the premise that they were going to be able to operate them, right? Everything said that. The local government act said it. Uh, the zoning said it. The municipal level said it. Now we've gone and amended and made severe changes to those. So Zoltan, I know Zoltan, I've shadowed with him a few times, you know, caught directly in the crossfire. He actually wasn't operating a short-term rental. He just had, he was just living in his unit. So not only are you affecting, um, negatively affecting people that were operating short-term rentals, you're also affecting everybody in the building that just owned as well. So a lot of people are getting dragged through the mud and punished for something that could have been nuanced um, and it probably would have achieved the same goal uh, as the, the legislation was trying to achieve. All right, interesting. Speaking to Orion Rogers, Property Rights BC Association, the government's crackdown on Airbnb, these new rules coming in on May 1st. And it is interesting to start seeing some backlash to this. Now, the government had really been talking tough on this, saying, look, we are not, we don't care about people who are property investors. We are standing up for people who actually live here, okay? So cry me a river, but you're starting to see the government sort of blink a little bit on this. Let's listen to a couple of clips here, Ryan. I'll get, get your thoughts. Now, this is uh, Doug O'Brien. He is the mayor of Parksville on a recent show. He's saying, look, this is not working for us here, especially in our tourist zone in Parksville, shutting down these Airbnbs. Have a listen. What Parksville is looking for is an exemption for what we call that a tourist commercial accommodation zone that contains 389 uh, short-term rental zones. And what this is, is a purpose-built uh, accommodation zone it's, uh, adjacent to the waterfront here in Parksville. And it was built to boost our tourism accommodation um, all through the year. 
Yeah, so he's saying, give us a break here, give us an exemption on this. Now, have a listen to Ravi Kalon here, the housing minister. I asked him about this, and listen to his answer here. It's quite interesting. You can start to detect government maybe going to budge on this. Let's listen. We are having discussions with some local governments about where that parameter is and what projects within their communities fit within that. We need this housing back for British Columbians. That's our focus, but we continue to work with the the few local governments that have highlighted uh, some challenges. Okay. So he says, look, we still need this housing back for permanent residents, but they're starting to budge on it a little bit, I think. Orion, your thoughts? It's, it sounds like maybe the government going to move on this a bit. What are you hearing? I think that it would be amazing for them to sit down at the table with a group of interested parties and municipalities and nuance the regulation uh, and the legislation to fit specific needs for for municipalities, for mayor's needs, for council's needs, for tourism, for housing, and really look at it. They've used a blunt tool to come down and smash a very small um, group of people. And, you know, I, I circle back to lawfully operating. Those people should be grouped into that as well. You know, those are, those are purpose use and purpose built um, operators. And, you know, 1.1 million British Columbians used Airbnb last year to stay in British Columbia. So that's a million, over a million people of our own folks have moved around the province staying in these types of accommodations. We, we need diversity in our tourism. We need diversity in our accommodations and, and other offerings as well. Mm. So, um, I think it's great. I, I applaud Mayor O'Brien for standing up. Um, you know, we've been working with our council here in Victoria, um, um, you know, as is, much as it's hard to get uh, elected officials to all agree on the same thing and move in the right direction, education, awareness, advocacy, these are all very important aspects of you know a healthy democracy, right? Here's another interesting thing, and that is whether this will make a big difference or, or not. Like, I can under, certainly understand the principle here. You've got all these Airbnbs, thousands of them operating in B.C., you know, let's free them up for people to live in permanently. We need we need housing here. But will it make a, a major difference here in affordability and the housing supply? Have a listen to a real estate analyst here, Ira Wiley. Ryan, then I'll get your thoughts. Let's listen. The high interest rates, uh, the government bringing in a million new people every year to Canada, and the really high uh, housing construction costs that we have are the primary reasons we have a housing shortage. Uh, so I don't think this will have a huge impact. Yeah, I wonder what you think about that, because it does seem to me that the big problem here is the rapidly growing population, and you've got new housing starts actually going down. They're going in the wrong direction. We're not building enough housing for all the people coming here. But uh, Ryan, your thoughts? We need to build housing. That's what we yeah. need to do. We need to generate more revenue. I mean, short-term rentals have been contributing to the Victoria uh, Housing Reserve Funds. There's been other affordable housing initiatives. We have tourism revenue dollars coming in. Let's let's do smart taxation on the revenue coming in for short-term rentals and utilize it to actually dig and build, you know, tangible asset housing net new homes. Anything I read in any official community plan across the province, it talks about building new homes and new home starts. This legislation is talking about taking away people's homes and trying to repurpose them uh, in a different direction. When we speak about Victoria, we're talking about 634 condos, all with price tags of north of $500,000. I mean, in today's interest rate market, 
who can afford that? They're very expensive. These people have purchased them. They've purchased them on the premise that they can operate them, um, you know, that they can service that debt, that they can give back to the tourism community, and also the staff and businesses that they support around them with those revenue and taxation dollars. So um, I think it's a very convoluted issue, uh, but I think that the real issue, you know, the, the best path forward is to build new homes and figure out ways to create more funding to build those homes, not trying to take someone's investment or someone's you know property and, and push it over into another direction. Think, which it may not. Uh, yeah. do, you, do you think that Sorry, the Mike. people, do you think the people who own these properties who are understandably unhappy, I think, do they have any legal recourse? Like I've heard people talk about maybe a lawsuit, sue the government over here for changing the rules on them. Do you think that would have even like a hope of a chance? I think if, if enough affected folks got together um, and looked at what was happening to them um, and what this legislation was doing to them, I think that they would probably have grounds to stand on. But, you know, that's that's up for the people that are affected, you know, directly by this to make that yeah. decision. So um, it, it's... Uh, it, it's scary precedent to know that at any time your property right could be removed. You know, we're talking about legally non-conforming. If, if you ran a business in an area and the area got downzoned, let's say you ran a bakery or whatever it is, the area gets downzoned by legally non-conforming rights, that bakery would still be able to continue, even though the, the area around you was changing, right? And so many of these units should continue to be able to operate under that premise, mm. but they've amended you know they're amending the local government act so that's scary to think for many other people but they didn't do it for other businesses they only did it for short-term rentals right they didn't do it for the other companies that were operating under those provisions those grandfathering provisions right okay we're following this closely orion thank you for coming on welcome yeah thanks for having me